Hey everybody, welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello, welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. Oh, that's, that's sexy though. I, I, like, I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz. I don't know. I am your host, Ali Connor. She's away. Brad Ford. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Chua. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your unpaid therapist. It's a brand new year, and we're excited because we got lots to talk about. You know who I am. Feliz Año Nuevo. Happy New Year 2024. We're doing this. Isn't this crazy? It is. It is. (laughs) This is like what our second or third episode of the year. So this is it's still feeling really fresh, you guys. It does. It really does. I feel like Honestly, I don't think it's until like March that I feel like I'm, 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 I'm I write the correct date. Right? Oh, that's so awful. Uh, okay, so you guys, but let's get into it, you guys. I, I want to tell you. So I get this voice text from Ali Kona. You know, we always share like different ideas. We're talking about like, uh, you know, what what are the things that are coming up in um, our lives uh, currently and. It's like a five-minute voice text talking about the power of the P, <laughs> talking about masturbation and dildos, and like <laughs> I'm with my parents listening to this voice text, and I was like, "All right, we're doing oops, this." Oops. So, <laughs> no, it's amazing. Yeah. So we are getting into it. Give it to us, Ali Kona. What? what okay. Is this? All what right. I'll give you a little this? smidgy of a synopsis before we get into our never have I ever's. But basically, I just wanted to talk about really like owning the power of the P because a lot of times us as women were shamed and we're taught to not um, really enjoy our own pleasure and our intuition because it all comes from the same place, you guys. So we'll talk a little bit about that and then about how society has really conditioned us to just, you know, be pretty what is it like uh little girls are seen not heard and everything from like cartoons to music to whatever really subconsciously conditions both men and women to think of us as you know accepting things that we shouldn't because we shouldn't speak up there's a lot there's a lot um, mm-hmm. But let's let's never have I ever, and then we can go. So to, we'll get into more of the power of the P after this. Yes. Never have I ever. Yes. <laughs> so do you want to go first? So because we're in separate, yeah, we're in separate locations, y'all. Obviously, um. So I'm gonna pick a number of that. Uh, two. Number two. Okay, I have the list, so I'm gonna take a little look. See, never have I ever. Never has Val ever been in a fist fight. No. Okay, you guys, I've never been in a fist fight, but I do have a funny story um, about the physical altercation. Okay. Altercation. I have my my uh, my uh, teeth in, as I call it. In the I think that too. Oh my god. Um, so, um, okay. So this was uh, my bachelorette okay. way back in the day in Florida, because I had two. I had an LA one, and I oh, had a, a Florida one. <laughs> And, and so we were in my, uh, Florida one, you know, did all the fun stuff, whatever. We're in this club. It was like, we were just about to leave and the Dougie song came on. And obviously I'm, I'm drunk. I don't have shoes on. I'm having a good time. I'm with my cousins and my friends, right? Let me see, whatever. Um, and out of nowhere, I see my cousin, Carla, like she, Carla's six foot tall. Um, she is like, running towards the center of the dance floor. And I'm like, what? And of course, you know, everything is in slow motion when you're drunk. 
And then, then she's like going towards the dance floor and I don't even remember who it was, but somebody else is grabbing me like back. And I'm like, what is going on? So my other cousin, Carla's sister, she ended up getting punched in the face oh. and by another girl. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, she, the other girl was trying to hit another girl when my cousin just happened to be wrong place, wrong time. And my cousin got hit. So of course, you know, my Car- Carla sees that and she's like, oh, I'm about to hit somebody. And then I'm like, my cousins are getting hit. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, about to go in there and they're like, you're getting married tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> um so I I have never been hit, but I have been in a situation where my family was hit. And sure enough, like next day wedding, my cousin has like a bruised up Aww. face um, and they had to, you know, fix it with makeup. She, she was fine, but we didn't know at the time she was the only one who didn't drink because she was pregnant. Oh, so a, a month, two later, we find out and we're just like, that could have just gone so horribly right. wrong, you know, uh, but everybody's okay. Baby was born and um Yay. Yeah, all is good. All is good. Um, I've never been in a all is good. I've never but there was one time where I was in an acting class. Now, mind you, I come from and I don't mean to be like oh prestigious or anything, but I did study Meisner. It, it's not Italian. But anyway, studying Meisner and you know, when you're in the she did it. You're in the moment, you do things and like our teacher was cool. I mean, he hated when it would happen, you'd accidentally hit a wall and bunch a hole in the wall, but you're in the moment, so he'd congratulate you. Um, so I took a different class with a totally different scene partner who was not Meisner, and I was in the moment. And the stage direction said, slap the guy, because you're mad at him. So I'm in the heat of the moment. He says something, and I'm like, whack. And he was not expecting that because he comes from the school of you discuss it first. But I'm like, I'm in the moment. (laughs) He was so mad, like mad. And he told the teacher, he filed a complaint. And I was like, bruh, you're an actor. Okay. That's a little much. Right. And you're a dude. And yes, he deserved. I understand. I would have been mad too. So that's valid. But doing all the extra stuff, it's like he could have obviously just had that conversation right. with you and be like, what the F? Like, you don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. The yes. end. Anyway. Aye, aye, aye. Okay, cool. so your turn. Right. Never have I ever. I'm the pick number six. See, that way I'm not cheating, okay? All right, number six is never have I ever made a complete fool of myself an audition. At an audition, excuse me, like an epic fail. At an audition. Um, I mean, look, I did this one audition. I was a dancer <laughs> and my friend um, talked me into auditioning for Mamma Mia way back in the day in Vegas. Mamma Mia. And he was like, it's ensemble. You're dancing. You might have to like sing, but ain't nobody going to hear you because you're like ensemble. I was like, okay, good. Because, you know, I can't sing. So I went um, and they're like, you know, prepare a song or whatever. So I picked Britney Spears. I love rock and roll because I'm like, who can't sing? Great. We'll do this. So I do the dance audition and I could see the judges in front of me, you know, think America's got talent or whatever. And they're like smiling and like, yes, please stay. And I'm like, score, you know? So because there were a lot of contemporary dancers and I had a little edge, you know, because I was hip hop. So then the second part of the audition happens, like an hour later, I have to walk into a room by myself to sing. And I'm like, it's fine, it's ensemble. And then I walk in, there's a guy at a piano. They're like, so do you have sheet music? I said, I'm sorry, who? What? what? <laughs> uh, no? I was like, but I have a DVD. Oh, I God. burned a DVD of Britney Spears. They were like, no, how about you sing happy birthday? Oh, okay. 
So for y'all who don't know, apparently Happy Birthday is technically one of the hardest songs to sing. Like if you soulfully sing it. But my ass, okay, first of all, the judges are like this. Like ready, smiling. Happy birthday to you. Their faces were like, they dropped. They look so mad. Like I don't even know if I finished the song. They were like, thank you. And I remember just walking out being like, okay damn i like obviously i wasn't there and i'm like i feel embarrassed right now for you (laughs) like because i know how those auditions are and like i know as like i know the look that you're saying that their faces look like like you know i just and i and i understand that energy so i'm like oh how embarrassing what about you that's a good audition man i yeah, a couple, nothing like just frustration over. I remember having an audition and everybody knows who knows me. I'm super emotional. I can cry on a dime when, you know, it's like thinking about family or a puppy or like a little baby. I don't know. Um, and so I had an audition about uh, with a scene of that my mother passed away and I could not even get glassy eyed. Oh. And it was things like that where you're just like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I just was so disconnected. I know. Uh, uh, don't blink. Don't, don't blink. <laughs> so disconnected. And I couldn't um, connect to the moment. It was, and that was like right when I moved to LA. So auditioning, um, and it, it was like a little itty bitty space and like casting director and the readers like, all of like in it right there. Mm-hmm. So I just, I wasn't used to that kind of intimacy in an audition. Um, so that was rough. Another one where I just blanked on oh, the lines, just like, the and then that one was the more embarrassing because it was one of those rooms. Um, sometimes you guys, when we go to these auditions, well, back in the, back in the day before COVID, um, we would go and there's a lobby, but like, this wasn't really so much of a lobby. It was just like outside the door. So you could hear everything that was going on in the room of, you know, the person who's auditioning before you, which is just awful. Yeah. Like I would have to, now in that kind of situation, I would like leave the room or go somewhere else. Um, but it's incredibly distracting. So <laughs> it was one of those. And I'd like blank. And so as soon as you blank, and you know you lost it. You know everybody could hear the fact that you stopped talking oh. and you're supposed to still be talking. So then now in your head, yeah. and now you're and now you're embarrassed. But then now you're trying to get back to yeah. it, and it's Dude, it was done. I don't know if I ever told you this. Yeah. I had so I had this audition. I'm pretty sure I did. And not to carry this, never have I ever. I auditioned for Hit the Floor for a small part, which is a show that Valerie was in. I got so same thing, man. I got brought all the way to the top of like the via Viacom and I thought it was going to be an audition room it was an office uh. and they were like this close to me and the, it was so confusing yep. because I don't want to name any names but uh, Valerie's character was married to a man who has the same name of her ex-husband and at the time you were going through a divorce <laughs> and so I yeah, that's right. started talking about the shit that you and your ex were going through and I because I'd be like um, no Raquel La la la. We'll call him Tom because I don't want to say the name, but it's like no, Raquel. Tom said blah blah blah, and I was like, no, that's what the real Tom said. Shit! And so I'd have to like restart, and I did it twice. And I was, and I tried to explain. No, to self. Yeah, I tried to explain. Be careful what you tell Ali Kuna. I was like, I was visualizing Valerie, who's Raquel, but 
never mind. And I walked out of that place. Mind you, I had just sprained my ankle a couple of days before that, but I didn't want them to know because I didn't want to not get hired because I can't walk right. So the entire time, and the lady walked me all the way down, all the way down out the lobby. And I faked the funk and walked like normal. But the entire time, it was like shattering pain in my ankle. Like, yeah, thank you. And I, and I had an epic fail. So I'm just like, yeah, okay, didn't book that one. So uh, they did call me, but it was two uh, weeks later. But at that point, I was like crying and embarrassed because I knew the showrunner. And I was like, that was so bad. <sighs> Anyways. Oh my gosh, I hate yes. it. I love it. Awesome, awesome. Oh, cool. So let's get to yes. it. Yes. Um, and for anybody, so I, I'm, I'm I, thinking that like somebody like my mom is listening to the podcast or watching it on YouTube or wherever, and um, and they do not know what the power of the peak stands for. What does that mean? Well, or someone young who, ladies, we're about to teach let me them. tell you, I learned this phrase when I was 18, <laughs> and my coworker I think saw me, and I was, you know, gaga over some really cute boy that came to visit me, and she was like, "Girl, you need to learn the power of the peak." And I was like, what's that? You know, she pointed to her down below. I hate that word, the P word, but I think I like the power of the P. Um, so for those of you who don't call it the P word. Vagina, let's get scientific. It's, the right? vulva, the vagina, your chubby bunny, your hoo-hoo, cooter, your yoni, and whatever else you want to nickname it. <laughs> um, but it's, it, there you go. I wanted to talk about this today because uh, first of all, I'll start why I want to talk about this. I read three different biographies, Constance Wu, um, Anna Ferris, and Anna Kendrick. And I'm going into the books like, oh, this is fun. They start talking about their relationships with guys. And I'm like, oh my God. It, like all things that I've done in my life, which is basically you accept behavior that is really not acceptable because you just want the guy to like you. And I was like, why? These women were all raised in different regions of the United States. So it's not like a regional thing. It's a female thing, you know? And then going back to like cartoons yeah. and Gina Davis's organization has done all sorts of studies of how like when we're little, boys and girls are subconsciously programmed that, you know, little girls are quiet pretty girls are seen not heard and so we don't speak up and it includes mm -hmm. just like the stuff that we want the stuff that we want from men or from other people um so really harnessing the power of the p and just like not being ashamed of that area of our body and being okay with even like pleasure right like saying what you mm -hmm. want knowing what you want being taught to explore that area because like with boys they talk about masturbation like yeah you know i yank one off and us girls, that's like embarrassing. You don't do that. No, you don't touch right, yourself, right. you know? So I, and, you, and the thing is, is but Val, like you have such awesome standards. And I know that you said that it's something that you grew into, but I've read in books. Yes. And I'm sorry, I know I'm going on a tangent, but like I've read in books that, and I cried when I read this too, by the way, guys, um, girls who tend to accept poor behavior from boys were not taught by their father to love and respect themselves. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's me. So I guess I like, what is your experience yeah. in terms of that? And I don't know, because I know you haven't had like a gajillion relationships, but the ones that I've seen you in and that you've dated, like you were quick to be like, nope, I don't like that. Is that something like your dad taught you? Or like, where did you get that confidence? So... 
the confidence definitely wasn't there in high school, middle school, any of any great, any school school at all, <laughs> not barely even in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I did grow up with a dad definitely um, reminding me kind of my worth. It's kind of, it's weird though, because it was like kind of reminding me of my worth, but also um, being really overprotective, which I feel like had the overprotectiveness been a little bit less, Mm. I would have stepped into the power of my, um, of myself and that confidence sooner. Um, Because it it wasn't until I'd say after my divorce that I I started just really feeling, to be honest, just learning about myself, you know, and knowing what was important to me and, and being forced to, to be alone and step out on my two feet and be scared and be, uh, vulnerable and, and be lonely. Um, because as you know, Ali Conan, if anybody's new to the podcast, so I married my high school sweetheart. So, you know, from high school, I was in a relationship through my twenties, you know, and then it ended in my late twenties. Um, so there wasn't a lot of self-discovery mm-hmm. because, you know, you're attached to this person or um, uh, you're a couple, yeah. right? Um, so I lost a lot, I feel like, of learning about myself that I could have been in my 20s. I feel like most people do. And then that most women explore or date or, you know sleep around or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't say sleep around in a negative connotation. Right. I meant sleep around and just like, Let's talk about that. So hold on. Let's talk about that. Cause you and I had this conversation and again, Constance Wu Mm -hmm. mentioned it in her book. It's like, we're taught as ladies to keep the number low. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like let's not be able to count over one hand. Cause if so, but I'm like, okay, realistically, it's not like it's going to stretch out and be like, Oh, you slept with too many dudes. But what's funny is though, I have, I've heard I've heard men talk about that though, like, um, in not like a lot of men, but like I have had a conversation about like, yeah, like some people, I guess, are like okay. that's a thing. Like my one friend Daniel, but I don't know. Wait, hold on, I gotta say my one friend Daniel, who I call Danielle. Um, I asked him right because I was like, okay. I know what it feels like to be a girl, but I don't know what it feels like to be a boy. And boys do right. seem to be like real sex crazy and they just want to like stick it in any orifice. They could, you have legs. Great. Let's do it. So like, what does it feel like uh, to be a boy? Do you know what I mean? Like we had that kind of relationship. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. What does it feel like to penetrate a woman? And he was like, you know, here's the thing. Some women, it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. And I went, Oh, what? <laughs> like, whew. and I was like, okay, but here's the thing. Like, <laughs> so, um, maybe she just needs to do Kegels. That's a visual. That, that is a visual. That is a visual for even for our audio people. Um, but, and I also it read, is. get this, y'all. I also read, here's something juicy that. I don't want to be like stereotypical, but uh, you sometimes, you know, like Asian women are very small women, right? So they're sure, they're, they're yoni, they're bunny, their fortune cookie is in a like um, evolutionary way. Okay. Meant to be with another Asian dude. Asian dudes are not all known to be well enhanced, though some of you may be, but they tend to not be. 
Well, because just the culture in 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 general, everybody's very small and petite. Exactly, exactly. However, if you look at somebody who's African American, who's you know six foot four, generally the body parts all are um, proportioned. Sure, you know, proportioned. Proportioned. So when you mm-hmm. think about his hot dog or pickle or whatever you want to call it, it's probably proportioned to his six foot four self. And then I'd laugh. Look, sure. I'd look, I'm the stereotype, right? Okay, because like I'm half Japanese and my boyfriend is what he's mixed. So, you know, black and white. And I'm like, typical, you know, like a black dude with an Asian girl. And I was like, oh, wait, is that common? Because little fortune cookie, very giant, like, hmm, you know what I mean? Like, does it feel better? Yeah. For a, I'll let your imagination run wild. But. <laughs> We will have to have a guy on here. To, well, I mean, you're Danielle. Yeah. Uh, Danielle. Danielle. Well, and um, no, he's like 6'4", like too. Dan- he's, he's a big dude. I should have to ask him. So he would probably say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Considering the hot dog in the hallway. <laughs> I'm like, who are you uh, dating? Analogy. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. We don't. Yeah. So to go back to my story. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm so sorry. Cut you off there. Go ahead. Go ahead with your story. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. So backing up. Yeah, going, uh, rewinding. Um, so, uh, yeah. So of course, you know, that's the age that usually most humans, um, explore and find themselves and all that. So I didn't get that. Um, but I feel like after the divorce and after, um, my last relationship there, I just found a, I just know, I knew what I wanted more and I wasn't trying to waste my time. So I, I remember you specifically, and another friend also, we were just talking about this, uh, my friend Corinne, and she was like, I just, you know, there was a time that she was just like, okay, Val, like, you know, kind of give people more chances. Cause I was really quick and being in my dating era, um, be like, mm, I don't know, I'm good. Maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody, even my mom, I feel like my mom was like, okay, but you know, everybody has their thing. I'm like, yeah, but I, I, I know, you know, after a certain age, you, I think, and I, I I think this is what, what we differ on. Like, I think, you know, what you can stand with or what you're worth. And you're like, this is, I could, I could see a future with this, or this little habit will annoy the F out of me Mm -hmm. in, in a year. So (laughs) let alone a lifetime. Um, or, um, something that was really interesting um, is love languages and knowing what I needed in a person. And this wasn't anything that against the other person, mm-hmm. but it was just finding somebody who gave me what I needed mm-hmm. naturally and who I gave what they needed naturally. Um, so when that wasn't clicking, I was quick to be like, wow. I'm out. You want to know what other P is powerful? Patreon! Ew! Now you know I had to work that in somehow, right? Well, besties, if you haven't heard it before, I'm here to remind you to be sure to check out our Patreon because there are tons of cool perks like co-hosting with us, joining us for private monthly Zoom meetings, all sorts of goodies. So be sure to check us out, your unpaid therapists, again, on Patreon. Now, back to the show. Who's this um, yeah, dude. I, I want to talk about that. I started to experience. You know, I want to talk, even though I didn't have much of yeah. it. Yeah, I just want to talk about the fact that okay, 
because I mentioned the Gina Davis organization. If you guys have not seen this documentary, yes. I, I forget what it's called, but I was like, because she talked about film and cartoons and how there's more we know as actresses, but there's more roles for men than there are women. And when you watch a rom-com, if you have not paid attention, it's the one lead woman, maybe a best friend. Everybody else in the cast is a man. And so... Uh, and I want you to talk about your book, Val, but like with cartoon characters, the whole point is, is and I want to do get back into how do we harness the power of the P, but I want to talk about like where this loss of power came from, which is, you know, as kids, if you look at the cartoons from our era, right, I don't know, I'm not a teenager now, so I hope it's changed, but back in the day, um, most of the characters are men, even it look finding, finding Nemo, Dory was a girl, but like almost everybody else was a dude. You know, and even in the princess movies, mm -hmm. you've got Ariel, but then Sebastian and Flounder and King Triton and the the mains, Eric, Scuttle, mm -hmm. they're all men. The Smurfs, there was Smurfette, one girl in a whole community of boys. So mm -hmm. on a subconscious level, both girls and boys are learning that the male voice is more important than the female voice, yeah, you know? And so it's like little things like that, that add up as you grow up. And, and there's always the movies that, and even listening to songs, I was listening to songs and it's like trying to get the boy to like you. And that was my objective always. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I get so-and-so to like me and see me and see how great I am and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nah, yeah. if he can't see how great you are, yeah. then he ain't worth your time. But I'm still, putting that practice, yeah. right? Like, cause it's like, you can know that, but can you apply it? And I, I think that comes through time. I think to be honest, at the very core of that is just self-worth and self-confidence mm -hmm. and really loving yourself. Um, because I definitely had that growing up. I, I mean, even still like when you and I talk all the mm -hmm. time about our personal insecurities and, um, I have an amazing man who, I mean, tells me all the time everything that I any woman would want to hear and I still have moments of like but you know yeah. I, and he knows that but um and it's like what where why where's that coming from and I mean that's a whole other episode but um mm -hmm. that self-confidence and that self-love is everything and it is difficult when growing up either you know father figures weren't in the picture or parental and you're weren't giving you those verbals of you're everything you're perfect you know except you love yourself all the you know teaching and then of course the disney princess movies um which i want to talk about I and it's interesting it's a thing for you so yeah you know it really wasn't until um i didn't ever think about it until now i am living with a David's daughter and she's five. And then even with, you know, our mutual friend, Keston, uh, they have a young girl of five and, and listening to parents speak about the things that they're allowing their children to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, Oh, okay. And this whole Disney princess thing kind of came up and I was like, I get that. Um, wait, hold on, back it up. So, you know, the Moanas. Oh, say back it up. I just want to preface that with those parents do not allow their children to watch the Disney princess movies. Correct. Yeah. Um, right. Some of those parents. Um, and so 
uh, and even just talking about cartoons like Bluey are the, are the ones that are very popular, uh, Peppa the Pig, and why some certain parents, um, I don't want to call anybody out, are like, yay to this one, no to that mm-hmm. one. Um, and a lot of it had to do with the representation of the female characters in them and how, or the disrespect or how, they're, how these characters are talking to their parents, which after kind of being... Um, told about it um, and having and hearing their point of view, I'm like, damn, they're right. You know, this is crazy. I personally, I understand what people are saying. And obviously if we can have like uh, Wish is the new movie and, and the character, main characters, uh, Asha, strong female character, lots of women in the, in the um, cartoon, in the film, super adorable, uh, Moana, whatever. I We can go on and on. And I like all those movies, but I do believe that trying to protect your kids from all these things you think you're like protecting them um can also backfire as mm-hmm. well like you all i feel like exposing them to real life but teaching them like that this is fiction and this is make-believe and giving them a taste of both i don't think it has to be like they can never watch this because da, da, da. it's just like okay yeah um but that's my personal yeah. opinion how do you feel about that like if you had kids um with the Disney princess That's thing. That's tough, right? Because I grew Would up. Would you let them watch? I, well, yeah, I've grown up. I think I'd have to find a nice balance and we'd have to have a conversation, right? Because That's right. I went to this event that Reese Witherspoon held. And if you guys aren't familiar, like Reese Witherspoon has been making so many changes in the industry, whether it's um, having female-oriented characters that are strong and powerful, making sure that behind the scenes there's women, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just equality. And so mm-hmm. one of the things she said on stage was, you know... Yeah, she's like a rom-com queen, right? And I I used to love those movies. I still do. And she's like, but they're not realistic. Yeah. She's like, no one is coming to rescue you. We're taught to sit around and wait for somebody yes. to come rescue you. Wait for a man. No, yeah. do that shit yourself. You know, and that's why she wants those type of characters. And so one of my favorite movies growing up was The Little Mermaid. Like, I love mermaids. I love the ocean. I, I want to be a mermaid. And then you think about the storyline... <laughs> And you're like, hold on, though. Like, this bitch gave up her voice. Again, what we talking about, having a strong female opinion and a voice. Give up your voice for a dude you literally have never had a conversation with, but you found attractive, okay? Because we're so like, oh, he's so hot. He's so hot. Take my voice. I'm going to make him fall in love with me, with my physical appearance and my cuteness. Right, because she don't even have fin, a fin anymore. Yeah. Now she has legs. I know. And like, let me be cute and quiet and get him to fall in love with me is basically the, princi- the yeah. premise of the story. And so, yes, for entertainment value, it's fun. But again, being very aware of like the content that you're feeding your young kids. The songs are pretty good. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. That's my skull impression. <laughs> anyway, uh, so oh yeah, the point is, is like just I think being aware and and making sure there's a nice balance in the things that they're watching, and then yes. and again having that conversation. So, and I think as an adults, because we're already we have that programming, it's having that conversation with ourselves because. Yes. Like we've talked about this. Like you can say a mantra, you can want a thing, but if your subconscious is running on autopilot, it sort of like Mm -hmm. guides you like a magnet to like the shit dude. And you're like, why? Yeah. You know? So I I think it's, yeah. I would say just bringing it back to like harnessing the power of the P right. And, and um, I did this exercise where it was releasing traumas because these are considered 
like micro traumas, if you will. Like every time you're told to be quiet, every mm. time you're like accepting behavior from a dude or whatever the case may be, you hold it in different areas of your body. Um, and your throat is connected to your, whatever you, what, what do you call it, Val? What do you call yours? Your vagina? That's what you call it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really talk about it. So I call it, if, I'm, if I am, I guess I'm gonna call it the what point, it is. The point being, we don't talk about it. Okay. Well, I mean, if I did, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, guess I mean, I, how many conversations do men sore. have where they talk about wanking off to like, I don't know, Chrissy Brinkley yeah. or whoever's hot right now. Brit I, that damn, I'm all Britney Spears. Like all these people from like 20 years ago. Doesn't matter. The point is, when's the last time your girlfriend called? We're aging ourselves. Huh? I said we're aging I ourselves. Know. I was gonna say, when's the last time you called your girlfriend and was like, "Girl, I watched me this Jesse Williams movie last night. He's so fine. I had to rub one out." <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we don't have conversations <laughs> like that, you know. That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. I think I'd be like, uh what you know that's a, that, <laughs> that's the point is like there's so much shame yeah. around our sexuality you know like we don't yeah and i mean that's cultural and and obviously it's society but there's a cultural aspect to that too mm -hmm. um and i wanted to say you know this might be a very unpopular opinion right now especially in this like woman power and everything that you're talking about the power of the p or whatever mm -hmm. um but i know personally i I, there's a, there's a balance when it comes to this new age thinking and, um, also the traditional thinking and old values of just, I, I am a fan of the man sweeping me off my feet. And I do fantasize about all these romantical things. Um, even though it's not a word, it uh, is in my world. So, and it, it is right. <laughs> um, and so when it comes to relationships, it's a funny little balance because I am all misindependent and I can do it for myself and I, you know, make my money and I have my business and, you know, I don't need you kind of thing. But I sit very confidently in my feminine mm. and I love the gushy, wishy texts and I love like, you know, the traditional, some of the general traditional values and from back in the day with like, you know, the man planning the dates mm -hmm. and the man doing this and da, 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 da. Even though, as you know, Ali Kona, I do cutesy things all the mm -hmm. time and I love surprises and I do that stuff and I can. And I don't know if it's unpopular now. It seems like it is, but I, I really kind of like some of those old school Me values. Me too. And the, but see, but that's mm -hmm. not... Yeah, but that's not that's actually owning the power of the P, not not owning it. It's it's mm -hmm. having value on yourself and what you want and what you deserve. But also, True. if we do take it back down to that region, respecting that as well, you give it out if you want to, but you withhold mm -hmm. if you want to, too, you know, and knowing that right, it does right, right. provide so much pleasure to so and so so appreciate that I'm giving it to you, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, right, right, right. But I think that's great. And that's, again, that's something that I'm learning in terms of um, sitting in my feminine because I do lean in my masculine a lot. And I am, because I'm such a go-getter mm -hmm. in life that I apply that to relationships too. And I'm like, oh, well, he's cute. So why wouldn't I just go talk to him? Or why wouldn't I just, but then that's how mm -hmm. that energy gets channeled into trying to get so-and-so to like me. 
Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It does make sense. But I remember when we were talking about this in a previous episode with David and David was like, and, and even I said that too, like, I, I think, and I love that about you. I think you making that initial hello or, um, anything, whatever the initiation coming from the woman, I don't, or the feminine um, energy. I don't think that's a bad or wrong. I think putting it out there, I think that's awesome. And I think that's strong and I think it's bold. Um, and it's very you Then I just feel like after that is put out there, then just stepping back and letting them come to you. And then, you yeah. know, it's like you put it out there, they, they got the invite. Are they coming to the party? You and, know, and be, and be okay um, if they don't come to the party. And how, how are they showing up? Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. And if they go, cool. Cause like the DJ is the shit and the vegan spread is bomb. Hey. And, I, and I'm, you know, I mean? yeah. like, I don't, I didn't really need you at the party. I just thought it'd be cool to get to know you there. Or like, okay, how about yeah. this? And again, I think because your experience has been so different from mine because you were mm -hmm. married at a young age, but um, this is something yeah. that again, both the Anna and Anna, Anna Ferris and Anna Kendrick had talked about is they'd both gotten themselves into situations where they really liked a guy and the guy was not ready to be in a relationship. And they're like, oh, okay. And okay. how many girls do this where it's like, well, he's not ready yet. Cause I've done it. He's really focused on his career or he mm -hmm. just got out of a really long relationship. So mm -hmm. you rationalize. I get that. Like you're not ready to commit cause you just got out of a relationship, but then you still hang around cause they still want to date you. And then they still want to sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're just hoping that eventually that person will start to like you. And I'm like, yeah. But again, a lot I of women. I think do that. again, that goes into a lot. Um, that's a self worth thing. That's a. Um, in a book that I read, actually, my cousin, I'm not going to say which one it is because she'll kill me. Um, mm -hmm. And she'd be so mad I'm putting it out there. But you know what? If you're listening mm -hmm. to the podcast and you had these kind of um, situations and you've been that Anna, you've been that um, Ali Kona, you've been that Val, that, that young Val, um, this book is called Why Men Love Bitches. Mm -hmm. And it talks about being the doormat. Hi. Um, or, and, and... Oh, oh, right, you. Right, I was like, well, who's hello. <laughs> Would you like to meet one? I'm right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it and it doesn't talk about bitch in this um sense of like, you know, um entitled, mean, blah, blah, blah. It they reference to bitch is what a lot of society would say a bitch is, you know, or a man is somebody who is, you know, strong, has opinions and isn't afraid to voice mm -hmm. them and knows their worth. And so the book goes, there's so many little gems. I she gave it to me, um, gosh, in my twenties at some point, but, um, I remember reading it and like getting my highlighter and be like, this applies, this applies, talk at your face, talk at your face. Um, but it was so helpful. And I think I'm like, that book really did help me kind of be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm. But Ooh, okay. See, but that's, that's, that's the thing I'm talking about as far as like society being like, good girls are quiet or pretty girls are seen, not heard. And so we don't speak yeah. up our mind. And then when you do, you're a bitch. And it's like, what the fuck? Cause like mm -hmm. a dude will buck up to a dude real fast and they have no problem competing with each other. They have no problem being like, bruh, this is how I feel. And they'll like yeah. match each other and match each other until they get to an agreement, And then it's cool. Whereas if a girl got into that That's same right. conversation with the dude, he'd be like, what the bitch. 
She's difficult. She's, she's this. Yeah, I mean, y'all know I'm a J-Lo fan. And how many times have I heard people talk about, like, how much they don't like J-Lo and she wants these colored M&Ms or whatever right. BS that's out there about her. And and who knows? Maybe it's true. People have bad days. Maybe she was disrespectful, disrespectful to somebody. And I don't want to, um, you know, devalue somebody's experience. Mm-hmm. But also... She is a go-getter and she's a businesswoman and she's, you know, started from the bottom. Now she's, you know, and (laughs) and you have to do that, like to be a businesswoman and to manage people and have an empire. You, and, and it's like the Steve Jobs thing. Everybody talks about like, you know, obviously he was hella successful, but like what an asshole he was. Yeah, you're not, not everybody's going to like you on their way to the top and like having to make these really difficult choices and build these huge, ginormous businesses. Um, that's going to happen. Uh, so, but then of course, oh, she's such a bitch. Right. Or she's so demanding and da, da, da. I'm like, but then here's what happened. I met her a couple of times and she was so nice. Oh, right. Well, see, but here's what happens too, right? So it's like, I do this. I'm very guilty of this because there is that stigma of being assertive and being a woman. And look, even as a woman, when another woman is assertive with me, I'm like, whoa. Oh yeah. That's a great point. Actually. You know what I mean? Cause then within, with, with each other. Exactly. So it's not just a masculine thing, right? Like it's not being like shame on you yep. men. We're all taught this as a whole. So again, when you see a woman who is demanding, who knows exactly what she wants, who's blunt, who gets to the point, you're like, she a little abrasive. And to compensate right. for that, like if I know what I want and I'm trying to get it from a boss or a colleague or a guy in general, and look, I do this with my female and male friends, right? But I apologize before asking for what I want. Why am I apologizing? Mm. Right? Like my dude would get on yeah. me about that all the time. Why, why are you so sorry? Do you know that sorry loses its value when you say it all the time? Oh, like that gave me food for thought. But the point is, is it's always, there's, and look, approaches everything, man, woman, whatever, with the whole like Steve Jobs is an asshole. Maybe, maybe he knew what he wanted. Maybe he could have, set it kinder. So that's like, let's not take kindness Correct. out of the, the factor. Do be kind. But it's that like, that's right. could you please, um, do you mind? It, and it's like something like that makes you comfortable or that's like a standard, there's nothing wrong with asking for mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I have equal pay? Yeah. Is that okay? Like, is it okay if I get what I'm worth? Why are we so apologetic mm. for that stuff? You know? Yeah. 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 It's there's, there's so many layers to it. So what would you say, um, to anybody listening who has been in these kind of shoes or who hasn't read these books and, um, uh, you know, needs a little bit of help in this. I love that. First uh, of all, because Val and I were talking and we're like, let's make sure. Cause you know, obviously Matt is not with us. He'll be back by the way. He'll be back. He's traveling the world, but, um, I know. I'm so happy. Yeah. I want to make sure that we also solutionize and it's not like, the whole entire podcast so yeah um (laughs) the things that have helped me and that i would love to see other people do encourage your sisters when i say sisters just your other women that a like let's not compete Mm -hmm. with each other life and the world is hard enough as it is like let's support each other first of all and second of all um i just took this master well mind valley class um and it's called wild woman within and it's actually using breath work so going back to paul who had talked to us the other week mm-hmm. about tantric energy. She teaches tantric, I, 
I don't know, breath work, but it's like literally doing certain things to harness like energy and power and giving power to your parts, your pee, um, mm -hmm. and, and owning them and seeing it as something beautiful, seeing you as something beautiful. So I just encourage people to teach friends, uh, young people, whatever, like as a woman, like it's okay to want what you want. It's okay to walk away, like really loving each other and teaching ourselves how to love each yeah. other, you know? And I am so yeah. guilty of not. I mean, I love certain aspects about me internally and who I am as a person and my character. I have a lot of issues with my physical appearance that I don't necessarily love, um, which is why I have fabulous friends like Val <laughs> who can see me when I look like absolute mm -hmm. shit and be like, you look nice. Um, and exactly because she's never looked like absolute shit. That's <laughs> but it's it's yeah. that stuff. And it, Moving on. No, but it is. It's that stuff. It's it's recognizing I've been accepting less than what I'm worth. But what is my worth? How do I connect with myself and find mm -hmm. that worth? And usually it is. I'm such a yeah. class taker, so it's finding somebody else who's mastered that art and asking them for help. Is I don't know the best yeah. advice I can. And do. what were the books that you read? So that that um, these yeah scrappy little nobody, which is Anna Kendrick's book, and it talks about just herself. Um, and then Anna Ferris's book, which is called Unqualified, and Constance mm -hmm. Wu, which is called Making a Scene. And literally, all these books are about that. Like Constance Wu's book is very much like the trauma she's been through in her life you're like oh shit and even on set when she was filming fresh off the boat one of her producers because it was her first uh her first tv show she did theater before that cohering her to do things that she didn't want to do but she just felt like well it's my job and i don't want to piss this producer off because if i piss this producer off i'm affecting now a whole cast of people a whole crew of people that could lose their jobs because i'm throwing yeah. a fit because i don't like the way that this person is making me do all these things or putting his hand on my knee and you know and we feel like as women when stuff like that happens and maybe men too like if you have a woman who's pursuing you and it's uncomfortable it's like you joke because you don't want to get into hot water and piss somebody off. So you're like, <laughs> that's not okay. <laughs> uh, and it's like, right. yeah, why can't I just be like, that's not okay. And you not lash out at me. Yeah. So I could go on forever, baby. To quote Home Alone. I love it. So no, it's great. I think those are great recommendations on why men love bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, um, a, a memoir. Um, I think that's kind of a funny one. It's old. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then I like, again, go into that Gina Davis, uh, organization and looking for the documentary, you'll, uh, you'll be like, what? When you just realize certain things, and I think, well, where I want to see that. Huh? What? I want to see it. Yeah. So good. It's on Netflix. Hopefully it's still on Netflix, but it's like, I think awareness is the first step of anything, like really being aware of how you're mm -hmm. conditioned, how other people are conditioned and then going from there. Honestly. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you for uh, suggesting this topic. I think we, you're right. We don't talk about it. Um, it's very taboo. Period. Uh, I know Val's trying some. to wrap this up, by the way. I can tell Val's trying to wrap it up, but I'm like, hold on, I have more. But I'm gonna... No, well, I'm trying to wrap it up because it says we're at 45 yes. minutes and we're, we told ourselves we got to like rein it in. Right. And like, right. So, I mean, you... Tell us one more little nugget. Okay, girl. I'm gonna rein it in. Whatever last last want. topic. Uh ladies. Um <gasps> let don't be ashamed of your period. I know that's so weird, but it's like talk about it. Do you know that there's certain countries that women are deprived like 
feminine products because it's like, ooh, nasty, you nasty, you nasty. It's not nasty, it's natural. And, and it's a miracle. I've never thought of it like that until I just took this recent class and I was like, oh, like just be grateful. It's a miracle. Like you, your yeah. body can do some shit that other people's bodies can't do. So be grateful. Anyways, that's all. Don't be embarrassed. Go buy those tampons, girl. <laughs> I'm going to walk around the store with them up above my head. <laughs> Anyways, that's all. Okay. I'm I know. I know. I love it. I love it. Thank you for listening. As always, you guys, we, um, we love our community. We appreciate your support. And um, yeah, we're grateful that you're listening and you're, or you're watching. Power of the P. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye everybody. <laughs>